you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Who the hell hired an opera singer this week? Maybe we should just have different singers come in and sing the Chris Voss show. That might be a bit. Well, like uh, Taylor Swift to come in and maybe sing it for us. And, you know, then next week we'll have, I don't know, Bruce Springsteen or something like that. How much money do we have? We don't. It costs five bucks, folks, on Fiverr. So there you go. If you ever need operatic singing of your uh, podcast intro, you can do that as well. But <laughs> the main benefit is that I don't have to sing it after 13 years of singing that bit uh, halfway through our show. Uh, so welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We have the most uh, brilliant minds to you. For 15 years, we're coming to you with three to four new episodes a day. 15 to 20 new episodes a week. And if you're not listening to every single one and taking notes, there is a uh, homework test uh, at the end of the week on Saturdays. And if you don't pass that, then I don't know. We don't talk to you for the next week or something. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, fortress Chris Voss. Subscribe to that LinkedIn newsletter. Holy crap, that thing just passed 7,000. It's like it's already up to 7,100 today. Like I, it's just like it just goes up like a like I don't know it's the it's the Powerball lottery, um and uh, go to Chris Foss one on the TikTok. Uh, we have a young amazing young lady on the show today, and she's gonna be talking about her insights and how she can help you get unstuck, refocus, and overcome fear to live the life that you've always dreamed of. Because everyone wants to leave, live the life they've always dreamed of. Is there anybody out there that wants to live a life that they have nightmares about? No, I don't think so. Maybe maybe that Stephen King guy. That might go for him. Uh, Lauren St. George joins us on the show today, and she is a creativity expert and change facilitator. She helps companies and individuals navigate change, overcome big, hairy challenges. Hmm, that's what some of my girlfriends have called me, a big, hairy challenge. Uh, and imagine bold solutions. Uh, she's the founder of What's Next? a one-of-a-kind, highly engaging program that helps people figure out their next best chapter. Often, uh, this need for change is triggered by a major life event, divorce, grief, empty nester, retirement, uh, or feeling stuck or unsure on what to do next, whether it's your career, your purpose, your happiness. And at the heart of all, we're looking to live a more fulfilling life, and Lauren has helped hundreds of people find theirs, and she can help you find yours, too. Welcome to the show, Lauren. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you today? I am excellent. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you very much for coming by and enlightening us and educating us. Give us your dot-coms, please, so people can find you on the interwebages. The best one is answerwhatsnext.com. That's where you can find me, sign up for my newsletter, get an appointment with me, whatever you need. There you go. And there'll be a link on the Chris Voss show. Uh, so give us a 30,000 overview. I've kind of uh, teased you out a little bit, but uh, give us a 30,000 overview of what you do and how you do it. 
Well, I, I would say I'm not your traditional coach because I come from an innovation background, which means that I really help people with disruptive thinking, um, mm. really break out of patterns, think differently, um, and and pursue the things that they've been putting off, uh, going after. We we all have dreams, but life gets in the way or fear gets in the way. Um, and so I've, uh, I've found that a lot of the methodologies I use with businesses to figure out what's next for them works really well with individuals. And um, so that's where what's next came from. There you go. And I'm taking a look over your website and you talk about, is it time to change careers? Do you have a dream that you want to pursue? Pursue. Uh, do you want to learn how to pronounce words uh, if you didn't flunk English in second grade, which I did? Uh, ready to gain, regain zest for your life and focus on you and where to start. We kind of go through these points that I kind of alluded to in your bio, or you kind of alluded to in your bio that you gave me, that, uh, you know, we go through times of sometimes uh, reformation or crisis or cathartic times where we go, Hey man, is this all there is? Or, Hey, I'm, I'm not really sure that what I wanted is what I, uh, really wanted. You know, what's that old line? Be careful what you wish for. You might get what you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, and some people, you know, uh, they've, they've, they buy into, you know, well, so, uh, what is, so, uh, you know, society tell me to do, uh, go to college, uh, get a job, uh, get married. Um, and they don't really sometimes give, thought as to that process as to like, what kind of quality job do I want to have? What kind of quality marriage do I want to have? What kind of quality life do I want to have? And sometimes we finally wake up. I think when we get a little bit more, um, I don't know, mature and aware and we go, Hey, maybe there's something better out there. Or maybe I want to do something different. That's my problem in life. Mm -hmm. Bored. I'm so bored with me. Um, this is why we have people on the podcast is because I'm hearing about me. Probably so is my audience. Uh, so tell us about, uh, what got you down this journey, how you became a coach and, and why you, uh, you know, went, went through your life and said, Hey, I think I want to help people change. Wow. That's a big question, right? I mean, I think for many of us, it's, it's, you know, one thing leads to the next and it becomes once you, as you said, get to a more mature age, you, uh, you have a culmination of, of life experiences that I think leads you to, you know, seek your own purpose. And, um, and that was it for me. It was really what was, what was my next thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'd run, I'd run businesses in the past and, and done a lot within the corporate world, but uh, you know, with a lot of good things happening, but, but finding that, the things that I was doing was taking a long time for them ever to sort of see the light of day. Um, and I, I found myself doing a master's degree because I always said I, I was going to do one, but nothing came along. that was interesting enough. I found myself doing one in creativity, um, mm. which is really the science of how we solve problems. Mm -hmm. And, and from that, I found that I could use a lot of that to really help people. And that was far more fulfilling because I could see results in a much quicker way. Um, I, I'd had people in the past tell me that I should be a therapist and, and, and I, I really prefer to look towards the future, um, mm -hmm. and to really help people get to that, that next level. So, um, it just became a natural thing for me over time, um, you know, with, with what I was naturally doing that, that it came to be. Um, and, and I find it highly rewarding because I see people making, you know, big leaps in a short period of time. Um, and there's nothing like that, but it's rewarding for them. It's rewarding for me as well. There you go. Now you uh, helped a lot of people before that, as you were developing stuff in executives, you, you work with at a company called Accenture, I guess. Small company. Yes. Uh, 730,000 small, uh, size of a small country. Uh, yeah. I, 
I, I, I find that, you know, again, a lot of what I was doing there works, works well in, in this next chapter for me. Um, because at the end of the day, we're solving problems and the process, the natural process that our brains go through to solve problems mm-hmm. um, is, is what I help people do. And, and so when you need to really call up uh, that ability to, to think through a challenge, to come up with solutions and, and to put a plan into making it happen, that's, that's where I come in. There you go. And you guys help uh, projects uh, ranging from 100 million plus to 2 billion. And now you've translated that into working with uh, Fortune 500 executives, startups, nonprofits in the coaching service you provide. So um, how how you, you talk about the five simple questions people must ask, answer or ask and answer, I suppose, to uh, transform your life. Uh, tell us uh, what those are. Tease them out if you can. Absolutely. So first question is, where do I want to get to? And that's probably the hardest, the hardest one of all. But I think we all, mm-hmm. uh, we all have that dream. We have that, that thing that we've been suppressing, we've been thinking about, we haven't, we haven't hit the go button on yet. So I, I think it's really looking at what do I want next? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that goal? Where would I like to be three to five years from now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once you have that kind of inkling of, of what that is, the next question you need to ask yourself is why do I want that? Because I think at the heart of of why is our is the our fuel. It's the thing that's going to keep you going. Um, if you can't answer that question of why I want it, then you probably don't want it too badly, right? That's uh, the one thing I was gonna. If I can interject, that was one thing I was mm-hmm. gonna ask you about. Do you find sometimes that people think they want something, and then when they really ask the why, they go, "Eh, maybe I don't want that after all." Because, you know, you can always, the grass always looks greener on the other side is the old analogy, right? And sometimes you really need to probably ask that why and say, why do I really want to go over to the grasses on the green, the, the, you know, on the other side? And is it really going to be greener when I get there? Not only do you need to ask that question once, I believe you need to ask that question about five times and, and peel back the onion. Uh, oh. Because the first the first answer to why is, is often very surface level. Um, yeah, and kind I, of fantasy a little bit. Yeah, well, it's not too honest. It's it, it's not as vulnerable as it probably needs to be. So, yeah. uh, peel that onion back and really get to the core of, of what your why is. Because um, sometimes it can be that you're trying to escape something, and you're you're basically in a mode where you want to be anywhere but here, because here might require some self accountability and some self actualization, and you know some work. Do the work, and it sometimes you know it's better to escape, but. Uh, like uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, when you travel wherever you go, there you still are. You never get away from yourself. And a lot of people do that. They'll hop from relationship to relationship. They'll hop from job to job. Uh, they'll hop from life to life if you're uh, one of those people who believes in that. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I forget the Hollywood actress who was into that. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and they'll always find that they still have the same problems. They're still that same person, you know, and, and they, and they just keep repeating the same sort of thing. So what are the next steps? So the next step, so you, you know what your goal is, you, you've kind of got an idea of what you want to tackle next in your life or, or maybe some huge change you want to make. You, you understand your why, which to me is your fuel. It's the thing that's going to keep you going when mm-hmm. life you know, life happens, when setbacks happen. Uh, the next question to ask yourself is what's going to get in my way? What are the obstacles that I'm going to face? Because it's never clear sailing for any of us, right? Um, so what's what's going to get in the way? Um, and, and the next piece to that is, is to really group those things and look at what are the simple 
things that, you know, the small kind of, uh, the annoyance gravel in my shoe that that's probably easier to overcome mm-hmm. one of those kind of rocks that are going to take a little bit more effort and then one of the boulders that are going to take a lot of time a lot of effort or maybe are not movable at all oh, wow. um so that's so that's the question is you know what are the obstacles what's going to get in my way the next question of course is how am i going to overcome those um and that's where really getting into problem solving mode is key um and bringing in other people if you can, you know, solving challenges is not a is not an individual sport. And and if you've got a support system that you trust and can bring in, uh, I believe the more brains working on a challenge, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you've once you've got the obstacles, you know how you're going to overcome them. You got to put the plan in place to make it happen. And that's I think where the science of of getting things accomplished actually comes in because uh, you can have a beautiful plan, but uh, if you don't execute it in the right way, you, you're probably never going to get to the end of it. Um, and so that, to me, is about uh, starting off with things that are small and simple to do, so that you're getting some quick wins. Uh, accounting for the, you know, make, taking good record of the of the of the steps that you're taking, the progress that you're making, because we are, I think, we have really bad memories when it comes to progress, and we'll often look at the things that knocked us down, but not how far we've actually gotten. Um, and then you need to celebrate the wins. You need to celebrate each and every one that happens because, again, it's about keeping keeping that momentum going. Yeah, and you've got a plan. If you don't have a – what's that old line? If you don't plan to win, you plan to fail. Or if you don't – yeah, if you don't – if you fail the plan, you plan to fail, I think is the line. Um, okay. And so making those plans is really important. Uh, when people – how does someone realize that it's time to make a change in their life? When's the best time? You know, sometimes people are unhappy, they're miserable, they don't really know why. How, what, how is, uh, what's the best way to identify that maybe it is time to make a change? Well, I think two things come to mind. One is now's the time because you probably, if you're asking the question, you've probably been putting it off. <laughs> so That's a really to, good point. You have to kind of, you know, it's time if you're thinking about it. Um, but truly, I think the time is when you have been thinking about it long enough, um, when it gets, mm-hmm. when you get to that tipping point of enough is enough. Um, and you've put it off for too long and, um, and you're worried about, you know, you're worried about the regrets you're going to have if you don't go down that road. Um, definitely that's probably the time yeah yeah and you just you just you maybe you recognize you've been miserable for a while that things aren't working the way you you thought they were um and then uh what what are some of the tips in your mind that lead to a more fulfilling life or what are the identifying marks you know if i want to know if my life's being fulfilling or not what are some things i need to look for so uh, there's a there's a framework that I like to use. It's it's like having a three legged stool. If one of the legs is off, you're gonna you're gonna wobble. Oh. Um, so I believe that there's there's three there's three pieces to fulfillment. Uh, the first is, am I engaged in something? It does not have to be career, but for many people it is. So do I feel engaged in something? And engagement usually is, uh, am I doing some kind of an activity where I lose sense of time? I feel like I'm in a state of flow. I really you know I throw myself into it. I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So is there something in your life that you feel engaged in? Uh, the second is, am I doing self-care? Am I doing things that are you know solely for me? And that can be small things from taking walks in the morning, having your quiet time with your cup of coffee, all the way to, am I traveling? Am I doing things that make me personally happy? Because we, we often take care of others first. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do say, you know, put your put your oxygen mask on first uh, when you're going down in a plane. So 
you know, <laughs> you have to have a certain level of self-care before you can take care of the people around you. Um, and then the third thing is impact. Do you, are you, are you having some kind of impact? Are you giving back? And that does not have to mean again, that you're giving money to charity. It can be for some, but are you, do you feel like you're paying it forward in some way? Are you, oh. are you, are you sharing knowledge with others? Are you helping others grow? Are there ways where you feel like you're having impact? And then for those three things are, present in your life you have a pretty even stool you should be feeling more fulfilled yeah because if your basket's full then you feel like you're like giving back and you kind of like i need to do something more with my time and and i've kind of you know got things under a secure point of thing um how do you motivate yourself like say i'm reached that point like we've talked about where it's probably the best time for me to change what's in my life but you know, oh, I don't want to go through the work of planning and doing all the stuff. Like, why can't it just all just come to me on a silver platter? How do I motivate myself out of inaction to take action and, and go, let's change my life? Well, I think first you need to look at the um, the cycle of action and motivation. Uh, mm -hmm. There's times when motivation is present, it's easy to have action. Uh, it could be, you know, that that's a, that's a simple, easy side of things. Usually you're in a place, as you just described, where you have to have action first in, in order to feel motivated. Uh, so there is a point in time where you just have to force yourself to do something. Uh, and the more you do it, the more motivation you have. Case in point, most people know they should be going to the gym, but it's easier <laughs> to sit on the couch, binge watching a show, eating, you know, chips than, than getting to the gym. Sometimes we just have to force ourselves to do it. So I believe that, you know, once you get things going, once you've started to get some motion, motivation is that much easier. You, you find yourself feeling better, looking better. It's easier to keep motivated. We all know how easy it is to fall off of that wagon, uh, especially in the exercise department, but across all parts of our life where, you know, it, it can ebb and flow. And so I think you need to acknowledge that motivation will be present more so at some points and it will kind of recess and it'll come back. Ride that wave when it's when it's high, when you've got a lot of energy and you've got momentum. Um and then give yourself compassion when you kind of fall backwards a little bit. Um because it'll 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 come forward again. But in order to produce action, I do believe that you need to find an uh, a step that you can take that you can do in less than two minutes. Oh. So it may be uh, as simple as I know I want to start doing yoga again. My first step might be just find my yoga mat. The next day, you know, put on my yoga clothes. The next day, maybe get in the car and drive to the yoga place. Um, whatever it is that just starts you moving forward and that's easy and you can say, yes, I accomplished that. Um, you have to, there's part of you that actually has to build trust with yourself that you're going to follow through. So you got to do those things that are going to show that you, that you, uh, that you respect yourself enough to do it. I like that. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I have where sometimes if I don't feel like going to the gym and I think I stole it from Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, uh, there's some days you don't want to go to the gym and, and I'm known for beating myself up pretty good at the gym. Uh, and sometimes you don't want to go back the next day or, you know, you're just sore. Sometimes you just, I haven't gotten to sleep and I'm kind of off and it's like, I don't want to go deal with the gym today. Uh, and one thing I learned is I go, okay, great. You know, you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to lift the big heavy weights and, and push yourself. Okay, great. We're going to the gym anyway. And, uh, if you want to sit on the massage, they got these beautiful, these wonderful, uh, what do they call them? Zero gravity, uh, mm. uh, massage chairs. 
and they they do help with recovery and then there's the jacuzzi and then there's the sauna sauna's really good for you especially if you feel beaten up sometimes you can go sit in the sauna or jacuzzi and you it kind of helps restore you uh and i go okay well we're going to the gym anyway uh you don't have to do the heavyweights but we're going to the gym and just like you said put the yoga pants on find the yoga thing so i'll go to the gym and it's kind of funny as soon as i walk in i smell the place and i get in the environment my brain kind of kicks right back into gear like a muscle and goes, okay, well, I'll lift a few weights. And, and then, you know, I kind of listen to some rock and roll and get the, get, get the juices going in the old brain. And, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'll lift some weights. And then, you know, then pretty much soon, sometimes I'm right back into my routine. Um, and just showing up is <laughs> half the battle sometimes to getting yourself motivated to do stuff. So I like what you say. And then, of course, to what you do, being a coach, having that self-accountability partner, that coach who's going, hey, did you do that one thing today? You know, uh, that can make all the difference as well. Absolutely. Accountability is, is a big thing. Um, I do I do work with people one-to-one. I also work uh, with people in a, in a group situation and, and group coaching, I think, is very powerful because of that very thing. Uh, it, it provides accountability for you, you're gonna, but you're also going to show up for other people. You know, if you have a, a, again, I don't know why I keep using these uh, workout analogies, but if you have a trainer who's waiting for you to show up, you're more likely to show up for that training session than, than stay in bed because someone's actually waiting on you. But the same in coaching. If if you're showing up for a group, you're going to show up for them and for yourself. And um, so I find group coaching very powerful. There you go. And, and I years ago when I wrote my first book, uh, I had a I had a group of us that were doing uh, accountability. Uh, we were like an little accountability team, and everybody would try and write an hour a day, and it was kind of like a competition. And having that little competition like really helped. Um, yeah. knowing that, you know, Hey, other people are going to probably post today that they wrote an hour and you're like, Oh man. Wow. Uh, and that made all the difference in having someone help hold me accountable, have somebody coach me to, you know, give me that kick in the butt when, you know, we'd have little meetings and be like, Hey, did you do your writing? If not, uh, you're getting a kick in the butt. Uh, you know, we give each other a bad time. So there you go. Um, what are some good practices to uh, keep motivated to reach the goal? You know, you, so we do the work that we've talked about so far where you're, you know, laying the foundation, deciding what you want to do, deciding you want to go for it. And, you know, we're, we're making those first steps. How do we keep uh, going through that and make sure we don't get stuck? Uh, I think it's, it's some of the things we've talked about. It is definitely, you know, accountability. If you can find someone who's, you know, on a similar journey to you and, and you can you can work through it together, that's that much easier. Uh, you celebrate the wins as they happen and make sure that it's just, it's the small things as well as the big, because again, you want to keep, you want to keep that fuel going. Um, that's going to keep you motivated to move forward. I think it's having a plan that really breaks it down step by step with with deadlines so that again you're holding yourself accountable to some kind of a schedule um saying i'm just i'm going to get it done sometime it's it's unlikely it's going to get done it's going to get pushed off i think it's about making it manageable for your life um mm -hmm. we all have we all have things that we're already responsible for we have jobs and families and and friends and obligations you, you know for many people trying to make a huge change all all in once or in a very short period of time it, it's hard there are certainly risk, risk takers out there who are prepared to make a bigger leap, but I think for most people, it's about making it um, making it something that you can fit into your life that is achievable 
Um, a lot of people I work with, it, it's about, you know, for them, it's about starting another, their own business or looking for the next, the next career. I think you need to you know, pace yourself to make sure that when you take that step, you're taking that step to something that feels more solid. Um, again, especially with the people that I work with who are, you know, 40 plus who do have a lot of those other responsibilities. And if you are the, you know, one of the breadwinners or the main breadwinner, you, you can't just take a huge leap. Um, it, sometimes it feels, it feels too risky. So making it manageable, make sure it fits into your lifestyle so that you can achieve it over time. And then I think it's about, it's about being consistent. It, like you, you said earlier, no one's going to hand it to you, you know, on a silver platter. It's not going to happen overnight. So remaining consistent, even when you don't want to, um, is is the thing you just got to keep in mind. Just keep going, even if you're not seeing the results. Keep going because one day you will. That's true. And sometimes you're laying the foundation, and, and it takes a while sometimes for the lights to go on. And then one day, you've built you've built it, and you put that final nail. And you don't sometimes realize it because you're working away, and all of a sudden the lights go on and everything's working. And you're like, "Holy crap, that worked!" <laughs> <laughs> so one thing you talk about is uh, people that suffer from imposter syndrome. How can people uh, avoid that, gain confidence? Um, I hear a lot of people talk about that these days. I think imposter syndrome tends to happen around things that we care most about. Um, and mm. it's fear It's fear of losing something. Um, usually for a lot of people, it's around career. And I think the thing that you need to do is really take stock of what got you there because it, it likely didn't, again, happen overnight. Um, and so taking a step back and really taking the time to write down um, because again, seeing things on paper makes makes it more real. Uh, how did how did I get here? What are the steps that I took? What were the experiences, the wins, the expertise that I've gained over time? And I think if you can validate why you're in the room to yourself, that imposter syndrome starts to go away. Another thing with imposter syndrome is different. Definitely, it's linked to self confidence, and self confidence is not something that. I write one list and all of a sudden I'm good to go. It's something that you've got to you've got to chip away at. And so I believe that if you have that list that shows you all of those accomplishments, the experience, the expertise that's gotten you to this point, and you keep referring back to it, um, you will have something that over time you know helps you to to, to lessen that voice that's in your head. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's also about understanding where that voice that voice in your head is coming from because it doesn't always mean that. That what you're hearing is reality it's not always truth um so stepping back and saying why do i feel this way um, mm. what's causing me to believe that i shouldn't have a seat at the table um and i think again peeling back the onion if you if you start to really look at why why am i afraid that i'm in the room you, you may get to a very different answer that then i don't believe i you know believe i don't believe that i have a place at the table it could be that there's some other fear that's that's playing out um at that moment for you but uh, i think you know again you're there because you 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 worked you worked to be there um uncover why you believe that you shouldn't be there and i, I think that those two things will certainly help to chip away at um uh that imposter syndrome and build up the self-confidence mm -hmm. so it sounds like you're saying reframing your perception of where you are and, and who you are, maybe some gratitude as to what's what work you put in to get, to get there and uh, reframing it so that you're asking different questions that really identify your true value. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There you, there you questions are powerful things. 
Yeah, and sometimes we need a reframing. Like sometimes it's 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 not so much what we have or where we are, but it's about asking different questions. And sometimes we get in these loops in our little brains that you know constantly feed us stuff. Uh, you know, and it, this R two D two reticulating activating system that we have. You know, if we start thinking, "Well, I'm not good enough," "Well, I'm not good enough," your brain starts telling you, "Well, you know, you're not good enough." You know, you're kind of suck at this. Uh, yeah, you're kind of an imposter. But if you really look at, like you said, what got you there? I mean, you didn't fall out of the sky and land there. I mean, maybe some people did. Do people do that still? I don't know. I think they did it in the fifties. Or is that aliens? I get that confused. Um, you talk about creativity and how it can change people's lives. How can people use creativity to improve the quality of their life? Well, uh, you know, first of all, I think creativity is often mis mislabeled as artistic ability. So people say I'm not creative, thinking that they can't draw, they can't paint. Um, mm -hmm. Creativity is actually the ability to come up with with new and novel ideas. Basically, it's problem solving. So it's something it's something we all can do. I mean, it's a muscle like any other that you can strengthen over time. And there's simple games and things that you can play to to help build that muscle. But I think the way that it changes your life is that there are principles that underpin uh, creativity. And I think that they help us to really ride change. Um, and those are things like, uh, you actually, you, you just mentioned it, being able to ask provocative questions. Mm. Um, solving problems comes down to, I think, the questions that we ask. And, the, and if we ask the, ask the right questions, we will get far better uh, answers out of them. So, for example, if someone says, you know, I, I want to build a bridge, the, the question would be, well, why do I want to build a bridge? I want to get to the other side. Well, do you really need a bridge to get to the other side? What is it? Why do you need to get to the other side? Well, I want to deliver a message. Okay, well, do you need a bridge to deliver that message? The more you can ask those questions that really chip away at it, you'll get to, you know, you'll get to a better place where you can be uh, you can you can solve a problem in a new and different way, uh, and so maybe that maybe that message you needed to get across is you know, you could just email it. You don't need the bridge. So asking provocative questions <laughs> will help you get to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think another another piece that helps us to be more creative is really adopting uh, a yes and mindset. So yes and comes out of the uh, the world of of improv comedy, which is you know if you're having a conversation with someone, uh, if if they give you an idea, uh, if you would immediately say no, you've you've completely ended the conversation. <laughs> you're not going to go anywhere. So. A yes and uh, a yes and mindset is that when people present you with ideas, when you're having conversations, uh, build on it. Say yes and keep going. It might not be the best idea to begin with, but the more you can build on it, the more you can grow an idea. Um, it also counteracts that that reptilian part of our brain that's there to keep us uh, safe. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's our original brain, and it's uh, was there to keep us safe when we were being ch chased by woolly mammoths. These days we're we're not being chased by willy mammoths, but anything that is perceived as as being threatening to us uh, will trigger that fight or flight response, and so change new ideas. Uh, you know, spouse is saying something, and then you find yourself immediately going no. Uh, that's usually that that fight or flight response uh, going. Oh, that's threatening. That doesn't feel comfortable. That's that's breaking the patterns. Um, and our, our brains like predictability. They like to run on autopilot. They they like patterns. Uh, and so that yes and mindset helps to counteract when your brain immediately goes no to an idea. If you actually force yourself to say yes and build upon it, 
you're going to get to a much more fruitful place. So um, that's a principle from creativity that I think can anyone can use in their life right now. Awesome sauce. So uh, as we round out the show, tell us how you work, uh, some of the coaching you can do. I'm lo- I've been looking over your website. You've got several programs and uh, ways that you coach people and a newsletter. Tell us about some of the ways that you work with people. So I have a I have a group coaching program, uh, and that's usually for people who are starting in a place of really feeling stuck and uncertain. Um, mm. They know they want change. Um, they, they know that something's going to give, but they're not quite sure what, what it is that they're heading towards. So maybe you don't know what that goal is. Um, so the group group coaching is, is a great place for that because it, it gives you the accountability. It's giving you a group of people who become your sounding board. Mm. Um, it's a small group. It's usually four to seven people. Uh, and and you'll get new thought thinking. You'll get different expertise and experiences and backgrounds that will, you know, hopefully break that cycle. Uh, you just keep asking the same question. You're going to get the same results. So that kind of breaks you out of that. For people that are a little further along or prefer one-on-one coaching, I do one-on-one coaching as well. If you have that goal in mind, but you want accountability, you need to help putting that plan together. Then someone, you know, helping you uh, overcome the obstacles as they happen. Then you know, coaching can be a great, uh, a great thing for that. There you go. So either group or one-on-one coaching, and uh, you, you looks like you do the group stuff over a six-week period. I do. There's a, a set, a set framework that we use for that. Um, starts off with with reacquainting yourself with yourself. Um, we we lose a lot of things along the way. The things that we were once passionate about, or ideas we had that we we didn't pursue. Um, so we start off there, and we work through uh, figuring out what that next chapter looks like, getting ideas on how it's going to happen, putting the plan in place. So over six weeks, we cover a lot of territory, which is great because it it really jump starts uh, people's next chapters. Awesome sauce. So how can people onboard with you? I notice you have a book, a call discovery uh, appointment people can make. Tell us how that works and people can find out if they're a fit and work well uh, together with you. The best way uh, is to either reach out to me through the, the website or to book a call. Um, we can, we can discuss kind of where you're at, where you're trying to get to and see if it's a, if it's a good fit. Um, and if I'm not a good fit, I always like to give people resources and ideas as to what they can do next. There you, go. there you go. So it, if you think you want to make the next steps in life, if you think you want to go to the next level, you know how to reach out to uh, her and do it. Uh, give us your final pitch as we go out. Uh, yeah. So, you know, answer what's next.com uh, sign up for my newsletter. We have uh, a weekly newsletter that'll give you some tools, some inspiration to really help you get to the next level and pursue that dream that maybe you've been putting off. There you go. Uh, You know, folks, if you think you're done, uh, you're probably done. So there you go. Uh, You just need to find if the next step is going to be the right thing to do. Because I meet a lot of people that think they're done, and sometimes they're just escaping from self-accountability and escaping from themselves and whatever mess they've created. And really, you should probably just work on cleaning up your mess but you also need coaches and help for that as well uh so thank you very much for coming on the show lauren we really appreciate it thank you i I enjoyed our time together there you go uh thanks guys for tuning in go to goodreads.com for chess chris voss linkedin.com for chess chris voss youtube.com for chess chris voss and chris voss one on the tickety tockety thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time